I mean, none of this is confirmed, right? So mm-hmm. it's quite possible that we're all just inside our own brains and we're completely irrational and delusional. Yeah. And and we're trying to figure out uh, whether things are happening when they're not happening at all. Whiskey, whiskey, the singer's getting sore. We raise the roof now when we're lower in the floor. The band is blistered, but we got a little more. When I say one, two, Welcome to the Whiskey Topic, the weekly podcast that tends to get off topic. My name is Mark Vylock. I'm the author of The Whiskey Cabinet, and my co-host is Jamie Johnson, who runs a private but approachable bourbon club here in Toronto, Canada. You can also find our podcast on the website whiskey.buzz. I wonder if people are still going to comment about how much I laugh, even though I'm clearly not drinking for the month. Maybe they'll realize that it's not just after I've been drinking that I laugh, that I just laugh all the time. Well, see, I'm planning for humorless Jamie, like <laughs> completely like humorless. Unexcited. It's like on Friends, like Fun Bobby, and Fun Bobby was only fun because he was always drunk, and then when he stopped drinking, he wasn't fun anymore, and so that's like it's like Fun Jamie. I think I'm a little bit like Fun, fun Bobby. I think that's definitely a characteristic of mine. <laughs> uh, I showed up at the, at a party and like a day ago, and I was sober, and I'm just like. I don't really feel like talking to anybody. <laughs> I'm tired. I, I, I just, I need to pick me up. I, you know, I was just like, I, I was fun, Bobby. I was just sort of like, eh, why am I even here? <laughs> What's well, a fascinating, the dry January thing is fascinating because it's so all through undergrad, every year, save for perhaps my first year, I did something called Oct Sober. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's terrible. That was way better than dry January. Oct Sober. That sounds, that's sober. fantastic. Go yeah, on. well, I mean, it's hilarious to say, but like yeah. in a lot of ways, it works really similarly. So you'd show up in undergrad, you would have worked for the summer, you would have all kinds of cash, maybe your loans came in or whatever. You saw a bunch of people that you haven't seen for a while, and there's really not a whole lot of work to do. And so September is way too much fun. And then for for us, for a couple of us uh, who were good friends. Uh, we would look at ourselves at the end of September. We just like, like, like this has to stop. Like this is a mess. And uh, <laughs> right. and so we'd go dry. We go dry October, uh, dry Thanksgiving, dry wow. Halloween. Wow. Uh, but November first, which I believe is All Souls Day, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> because it became a special day for me. Of course. Uh, <laughs> Uh, whoever was doing October just like it became a, a big party, which was really nice. But like in a lot of ways, it's similar to adult December, which is uh, you've got all of these these parties, these Q3 reporting parties and holiday parties and uh, less needs to get done. People have hit their bonus for the year, that sort of thing. And then there's family and it's just a scene. So January Mm-hmm. When all the money is gone and all of yeah. the reasons to go out are gone, yeah. it's like, that's a good month to, to take off. It is. It is. And I'm really looking forward to February the 1st where I get drunk off two drinks. I'm really looking Well, right. right. The theory is that tolerance is going to go my down. My theory is that my like, tolerance boom. is going to go right down. And I'm, I'm really banking on that because... From experience, Jamie, you're going to be profoundly disappointed. Really? Yeah. That's a bummer because I really could, like, I really was looking forward to saving some cash on that and be like, oh, well, all I'll need is two drinks now. So here, I mean, never, ever do this, all of our <laughs> listeners, but if you really want to experience that, one could go and give blood on January, or on, Oct- 
What month? February the 1st. And then go drinking. And then just bask in being the cheapest drunk. But then everything will return back to normal. All my life. Well, that's kind of nice. All my yeah. life. I've that's just very dangerous. To be a... Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> it, it sounds very dangerous. But really, that's all I wanted to be my whole life was a cheap drunk. Dangerous? No. Oh, cheap drunk. Yeah. Because I've all, I, I think, I mean, I've done sober months before, but, and I can't really recall, I can't really recall ever my tolerance ever really going down to like, you know, one drink and a buzz. Um, but man, sometimes I'm just like, this is absurd. It's a bit absurd how many whiskeys I can drink and remain upright. Well, but this oh, is yeah. this it's your profession now in a lot of ways, right? So yeah. so the other reason why I relate to to your sober January with my October is uh, I ran a trivia night at a pub and I used to give seminars on wine uh, in undergrad, mm-hmm. and so it was like that was a part of my life. Right, and that was really important to me. And so you'd have to sort of schedule around it. Whereas you guys now, it's like, this is a part of your life. Yeah. And we're skipping over the part of this podcast where you say, Jamie, what are you drinking today? And you're just like, well, I'm drinking this very rare blah, 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 blah. Right. It's not that great. And, uh, <laughs> and we're just skipping to the, to the, the raw talk. Yeah. Well, I think, I think the sobriety, uh, how much you can drink too. Uh, there were studies done that when you constantly drink in the same environment, your body prepares for alcohol. And so there's, there's a reason why a lot of people overdose like in hotel rooms, like this is getting very dark into drugs, but like reason why people like drink too much at unfamiliar places. Because all Marriott's look the same? Well, yeah, may- no, no, because when you're at a new place, when you're doing something at a new place, your body's not quite prepared. Like it doesn't cringe. Like you know, when when the whisk when the Glencairn glasses come out, you know, my whole body's just like, all right, cringe, and it just prepares, right? right? Uh, but they've done a lot of studies where uh, when you're when you're drinking or kind of your body begins to expect certain things in a certain place, and we're kind of like locationally sensitive. So when you're drinking somewhere brand new, like you haven't been there before, um, or you don't go there often, your body's not as ready. You're, you expect your body to be like, oh yeah, I can I can drink like five drinks and have no no issues. But then meanwhile, your body's just like, wait, what's going on? What what, what are we doing now? And it hasn't had that time to prepare. Interesting. That makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I think they did a study because they found out a lot of people just overdosed in hotel rooms that were unfamiliar to them. They're like, why? Why are people doing this? And then they found that the body just responds differently in different environments. Wow. I was going to say, I'm actually drinking something, so I, you, we should ask each other what we're drinking. we got to be drinking something. I am drinking uh, something. Jamie, drink- what you got? I'm drinking uh, Perrier in a mason jar. Wow. Mason jar. I like that. Yeah. It makes me feel cool, like super hip. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I have a whole thing of perfectly good glassware in my kitchen, but I choose to use an old jam jar instead because I think of myself as some sort of a hipster, I guess. I don't know. So drinking out of this is this is something that I've actually found is that if you'll notice on my Instagram, I posted a picture of like a wine goblet full of like club soda. So I find that like actually drinking out of a neat glass or like something that isn't just plain is helping because I really I I was sort of always sipping on something through the day whether it be like tea or water or something like that and I don't really pay that much attention to the glassware but now for some reason that I'm not drinking it all I want it to (laughs) I want everything to look like special and fancy so I use my like fancy teacup to drink out of that says booze on the inside of it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it's this beautiful little teacup. And it's useless because it's like literally holds like two sips worth of tea. 
and then I have to go make more. But, or like drinking out of this mason jar or drinking out of a wine glass just makes me feel a little better. So go this figure. This is the most fascinating form of withdrawal I've Isn't... ever encountered. <laughs> like, Isn't... I want you to pick up smoking and then quit so you can see what you do then. <laughs> Now, this is funny because I've been doing similar things. And <laughs> really? You have? Not, not, so I've been doing, uh, <laughs> I've been drinking more tea because uh, I'm like, I, I, I want a treat. Like, you know, I want yeah, something want to, to treat myself. Yeah. Um, and then I've been adding bitters to the tea to see if I can pick up the bitters. <laughs> wow. <laughs> of, so well, no anxiety start... or like insomnia or sweating or fatigue, just fancy teacups. Fancy teacups glassware or just tea just something to you know wake up the palate something a little interesting uh right now i'm drinking egyptian lycerine sounds like lycerous sounds like poison i don't think it is um yeah so you know i'm just like whatever this is like this is the new thing tea with a little bit of bitters i cannot pick out the rhubarb frape and sons bitters in this at all (laughs) oh but that sounds like an interesting combo glenford are you drinking anything uh yeah i have a cold so (laughs) I apologize to our listeners for my overly nasal voice. Uh, I'm drinking some form of rooibos in a tea bag. Yeah. In Mm -hmm. a coffee cup. Uh Oh. Mm. Look at that. (laughs) Very exciting. Well, you're also not doing sober January. You're 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 okay. That's true. Uh, One thing I have noticed is my sleeping patterns are are a little off now that I haven't been drinking because I'll. I'm, I don't fall asleep as quickly, but then I'm not a, I'm not up in the middle of the night. Like, I'm up in the middle of the night less. So, um, and I knew this before from the last time I did a sober month that my sleep is very affected by drinking. So even if, if I have more than one drink a night, like if, it's, if I have two glasses of wine or I have two whiskeys, two of anything, uh, uh, my sleep pattern is interrupted and I've been sleeping like, like way deeper and better since I haven't been drinking, which is very important to me because everybody that listens to this podcast knows how important sleep is. Yeah, and and I haven't noticed anything. (laughs) Yeah, every day Mark's like, I don't know. It's the same. So something that I distinctly remember from my October period is that I in no way, shape, or form became more productive. Yeah, no, I'm not more productive. I just sleep better. No, it's true, though. It's true. Just well-rested. Yes. But yes, you're totally right. I'm finding that. Six it's days. Like, it's like I had an excuse to not be productive and in September. And then in October, it just went away. And it's just like, oh, you're just unfocused. Like You just have a hard time sitting down and actually doing hard work. You're undisciplined. Right. Well, it, yeah, because it's weird. Because sometimes like, when, I, when I write, I'm like, oh, I'll have, pour myself a little bit of whiskey and I'll start writing. I'm like, oh, I can't do that anymore. And I still write. I just, as I normally would. Like, nothing's really changed um, overly much. I, I read a little bit more at night. I don't fall asleep as quickly, I guess. Um, See? I, I, looked up the, I looked up the hashtag Octsober. It actually is a thing. Oh, no way. No way. Yeah. It doesn't go too far back, but it's a thing. Well, actually, it goes, well, it just, yeah, people are talking about it. Whoa. It's either dry January or Octsober. <laughs> wow. It's, it's impressive that you did October, though, because there's a, there's a holiday in there, and holidays are tricky to get through, like going to, you know, big Thanksgiving dinner at the families. Like, I don't know if I could do that without a little bit of wine by my side or something. So. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting. See, my folks weren't watching Fox News back yeah. then. So it was genuinely 
easier to skate through. Actually, yeah. like and I genuinely adore my family, so it's not that big a deal anyway. But mm-hmm. uh, um, but yeah, no, I mean we had a big discussion about the Washington football team's team name. Yes. Uh, over the uh, over the holidays, and that was that was fascinating. So. Uh, yeah, definitely. But like every month has a holiday in it. I mean, you're well, just you're right. no matter what. I mean, if we yes. were smarter, we'd all be doing this in February, right? Right. Yes. Just yes. On, a, on a time thing. For me, um, having sort of been in this for a year and a bit now and still learning, just learning what the what the boundaries are and like how to navigate them and like that I don't have to keep up with everybody that's been doing this for however many years drink for drink like I, yeah. trying not to prove myself or trying trying to make sure that i because i have a slight competitive streak if you hadn't hadn't noticed already so i don't like <laughs> being i don't like being seen as like you know the odd man out or like anything like that because it's already for me as a woman in the industry i'm already sort of starting at a little bit of a disadvantage so i always feel like i have to keep up and so I think that sort of was a bit of a downfall this year for me where I would wake up twice as as hurting as Mark would because I tried to keep up with Mark. Not that that's Mark's fault. It's my own fault. But it's like I have to sort of renegotiate what that means to me to be able to like. Mark, I hope you reflect on your privilege. All right. <laughs> when you're listening to that, <laughs> try to make the world a better place. Okay? <laughs> But no, that's and that's that's really well put. That's really well put. So taking that time of year when we all sort of hunker down and watch Russian dash cam videos for a month in total darkness, it's like that's probably, totally one thing. Totally one thing. Probably a good time to just cool down, reflect yeah. on life, and, and yeah. where you've come. It sounds like that's what you're doing, and that's yeah. like this last year for you in in the whiskey scene has been like really mm-hmm. incredible. Like that's something yeah. you should reflect on and congratulate yourself on. Glenn, you Thank guys you. have fucking T-shirts now. Did you, right? <laughs> we do. We just arrived. I was like, I like ripped it open, and it was like such a nice T-shirt, like nice fabric, and I was like, oh yes, like these are great. I love them. They look awesome. Oh yeah, my my mom complained like they're too expensive. I'm like, but they're good they're T-shirts. Good they're t-shirts. not like they're not like you know. <laughs> yeah, they're not like that like that boxy like stiff cotton. Like they're a real like you would get this at Urban Outfitters. Like sort of like soft cotton. Oh, I love it. I'm so I'm so I love them. Yeah, it's great. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. We sort of talked about sober January a lot, but we could we could backpedal a bit to one of the sloppiest nights that we've had in a long time, the heel party. <laughs> yeah, we've been talking about the heel party. We're like, I think since the podcast started, it was, Jamie, it was your idea. You raised it like, we should do a heel party where we just all bring in the last of our booze. And it finally happened. It did. So to put it into perspective, we recorded a podcast with Matt Jones and then with Nicholas. And we've been drinking during both podcasts. Took a little bit of a, a little break. dinner break. And then the heel party started. Yeah. Um, whiskey heel party 2015 is the hashtag. No E on whiskey. Whiskey heel party 2015. Uh, you can kind of get an idea of how much we drank. Um, so thoughts. 
Uh, well, the fact that you chose... Well, first off, Jamie, this is a brilliant idea. Like, it was truly an exceptional oh, yeah. night. It was one of my favorite mm-hmm. nights of 2015. Me too. Uh, we got to hang out in the best-stocked bar in yes. Toronto, if not Canada. Some of the stuff that was coming out there, uh, it just it speaks to this wacky and wonderful community of friends that, that we have or that I'm lucky enough to float in that are... Uh, that just bring incredible whiskeys out and uh, and are super generous with them. So that's amazing. But more importantly, that you guys did two podcasts before this evening started <laughs> is like, like I, it's like you had a heel party three weeks ago and you were like that was pretty good. But I really like to get an early jump on the night. I'm taking January <laughs> off. <laughs> oh, I know. I was I was kind of slurring my words towards the second one too. Towards the end, I'm like, oh, geez. I was pacing myself hard on that one. Oh. I was I paced myself on those two podcasts, but I wasn't even dr- like, oh, maybe I was, but I didn't feel too drunk. Um, and I, yeah. But you never do. No, right? no, no. Yeah, that's true. And plus, you were at my place, which you've had many times. So your body's like, oh yeah, this is a natural strength. Yeah. I'm totally not going to OD here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like doing those podcasts in particular, I mean, with uh, Nicholas and with Matt, like it's not like you're discussing abstract regulatory reforms with someone right. and you've casually got a Glencairn just there for posterity. It's like, let's run through a few different whiskeys and see what we think. And they brought so, some crazy whiskey. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. But uh, the Heel Party was incredible. Like it was really great. It was so much fun. And it sort of was, everybody was, um, like, everybody was in such a good mood. And it was, like, this table just, like, full. Like, when you look at the hashtag, the table was just, like, littered with these bottles. And I guess the thought probably for Mark was, like, oh, you know, everybody will bring a bottle. Mark himself had, like, a bunch that he had sort of been collecting. Um, And I don't, I think... He didn't maybe anticipate that we were each going to bring like four or five bottles. It was, it was really, it was a lot of whiskey. Like it was a lot, a lot. And it was, it was like kid in a candy store sort of stuff. Like there was no, you couldn't even have focused if you tried on a proper like order of, like it was like a free for all. It was like, I'm going to try this one. And then, uh, then there's this, and then I'm just going to go here to there. And I'm going to go from PD to bourbon to rye to, and there was just, it was, it was total chaos, but it was like the best kind of chaos. You're totally right though. Like it really, it wasn't a heel party so much as a let's give Mark all of our stale whiskey party. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, as, as, as the call of the party is a complete failure. I, I, my whole table was filled with almost empty heels. <laughs> I had more empty, more, nearly empty bottles before this, <laughs> afterwards than before I started. Um, but we also had the nice surprises too. So like, you know, uh, Nicholas, like at some point in the night brought out a Highland Park Gold and he's like, he's like, everybody's drinking. He's like, okay, this is a good crowd. He wasn't planning on it. And he's like, you know what, guys, wait a second. He'd like leaves the condo, goes down, grabs uh, Highland Park Coden and brings it out. And everybody's cheering and having a good time. Uh, yeah, and, and it was a lot of, like, people would come in, like, what should I have first? I'm like, have this, this, and this, because yeah. this is going to run out, yeah. and it's going to be done. Um, and bottles ran out, and, like, like people, like, the McAllen Rare was gone. Uh, a oh, lot wow. Of the, a lot, 
I think it was gone. I, I, you know, yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, it was gone. Yeah, yeah. a lot of the ones um, thing, and you know, uh, Matt Mark brought in the Blantons uh, that the single oh, yeah. barrels that he bought, and like I can't remember where the Caribbean. The Caribbean, yeah. I just like all these things started coming out that were like weren't really planned, but they. But you're right. It's about the atmosphere. Everybody was just they knew they were drinking stuff they wouldn't normally be having, and it just that brought up this very joyful, fun atmosphere. Yeah, it was a riot. Yeah, and it, it, there was so much whiskey too that there wasn't any. Like actually, if I were to to change the party for next year, I'd try and create some of this. But there wasn't any sort of tragedy of the commons or people acting in self interest or oh, in a yeah. preservational sort of way. And like that speaks to the character of the people that were at the party, but it also speaks to how much whiskey, good whiskey, was there. Mm-hmm. And you're right. Like Matt Mark shows up with two straight from the barrel uh, blends uh, that you cannot buy in North America. Like yeah. it's just doesn't exist it's like that's fabulous and then yeah nicholas bringing up the stuff that he did was exceptional and that odin is bananas good it's like so it's crazy good. it's so good it's in it i had i had it out of the back of his car um after <laughs> after it was you're turning show. into like every family has an uncle who has <laughs> something to get out of the back of their car i'll be right back <laughs> Um, but, and I remember, I remember having a, like a taste of it and just being like totally blown away by that Odin. And I whole, I think about it. Do you have it? Did you keep the bottle mark or did you take it home? Uh, no, uh, Jen, uh, Jen grabbed it. I, which, which is kind of another, uh, another thing we should talk about. Like, what do we do with the heels that haven't been finished? Cause that was definitely, uh, we weren't, we weren't in a state of mind where we we're going to resolve this yeah. no. <laughs> well, at midnight. The heels and the so heels. the answer for that is, is pretty simple. So I guess. But to, to finish off sort of the experience of the party, too, the other thing that was hilarious is everyone went into sort of whiskey fest mode where you are, after trying five or six things, like you're really not able to take tasting notes or really think about what you're drinking other than I like it or I don't like it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so the funniest thing is seeing people after they've had ten things really try and like like assess like like how different are these two single barrels from Blanton's or uh, uh, that sort of thing that was that was pleasurable the problem with the heels uh, was completely solved by uh, my guest uh, this guy Steve who is a big whiskey fan and he's also a, a big fantasy sports fan and his answer was next year you have to do a fantasy draft. So the party needs to start at a certain time, end at a certain time. Right. And then uh, over the course of the evening, you set up a draft order. And then just as in like a, like a fantasy football draft, you have a serpentine or like a snake draft where uh, the person who picks first, you go through everyone, and then on the second round, they pick last, and you choose right. bottles. Because... That would all of a sudden force you to make really weird decisions leading up to the draft, right? It's like if there's a little bit of that Odin left and I'm picking eighth, there's no way I'm taking that home. So you know what? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I may take a little slam of that Odin because it's really good. And I don't know if I'm going to be able to buy that anytime soon. So all of a sudden it brings in like a little bit of that self-interest and a little bit of strategy into the night, which... Uh, which I think could be a really fun little social experiment. So I got to give credit to yeah, this guy, Steve, uh, Steve Dickey, who had a lot of fun and was just He's like, awesome. super grateful for, for you guys putting this event on, as I was. He's uh, great. Because it was rad. But I think that's the solve. I, I, I like that a lot, especially because um, you're right. The problem was people were almost too generous. There's there a few bottles that are left behind. I mean, like, literally, it was like, just, just, just 
tip the glass the bottle a little bit more it would have been empty just a little bit more yeah. but people were just leaving like just being so polite i like the idea of just having like okay that's it we're just gonna you know 11 o'clock we're gonna announce the order and now people are gonna be like oh crap what's left how am i gonna drink um but the, i think the other thing is um this is definitely like a couple of times a year sort of thing we'll see if we do one in the summertime as well because it, it was a lot of fun and everybody has heels so um you know oh it'll, it'll work out well yeah uh, great. women who whiskey needs to be all over this i mean the like just simply the hashtagging that could have gone on for a, <laughs> for a women's whiskey event was amazing like mark hearing you say everyone has heels is like i can <laughs> giggle just a little bit <laughs> mark's got heels <laughs> i got a text message from mark um actually when he was editing the the, the nicholas podcast and he's like oh but you giggled when you said master of wood and i was like <laughs> of course i did any normal human being would giggle when they heard master of wood see you guys did it it just sounds so aspirational they heard his work was good one day he would be known as a master of the world. But that was an amazing night. So oh, so thank you. And yeah, so I think a, a six-month rotation on that would be yeah. fantastic. Agreed. Agreed. That was great. Glenn, you mentioned uh, Whiskey Fest in, in our, our atmosphere and our heel party. And um, that sort of reminds me that uh, we had a request from Tyler Wisecup on Twitter. He's at... Tweezicu. Tweezicu. You know. Yeah, that's right. Nailed it. I nailed it. You just have to sound it out. Sound it out. At least it's not like at like hippo butt 24. Um, I love hippo oh, butt 24. Hippo butt 24. You gotta follow that. <laughs> um, and he, he's got his uh, whiskey fest coming up in his city um, and asked us if we wouldn't mind talking about whiskey fests and yeah, etiquette. Tyler, we don't know where you're from because you, you don't have it in your profile. Come on, Tyler. Maybe he wants to be anonymous. Oh. <laughs> then he just have a Guy Fox mask. He's got a Batman signal. That's right. Um, so, oh yeah, Batman, cool. So yeah, he his whiskey fest is at the end of the month, and he wants to talk about event etiquette. And uh, and then Glenford chimed in and said, uh, or like the kinds of people you end up meeting at whiskey fest. So I think we can talk about both of those things. Um, yeah, because we've we've you know been to our share of whiskey fests. Uh, you know, here and there. A couple of times a month. <laughs> Whiskey Fest in um, our living room. It's going to be the title of your memoirs, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Whiskey Fest. <laughs> the life and times of Mark Bylock. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I'll, I'll start yeah. if I can. Um, I would say the number one thing I would do is do a bit of research, find out which uh, who's there first, and be as quick and as selfish as possible for the first half hour because when you see your Macallan eighteen, your Macallan eighteen or Ruby or what they, whatever they have there, uh, whatever the rare thing you see, it's going to be gone. It, it'll be gone within half an hour. You may only have a chance, like the the big distilleries that are there. You may only have a chance of going there first and maybe going to another place and that will be it as far mm -hmm. as the super rare stuff. Um, so my, my advice would be like, don't, don't do the whole, well, I'll start with the 10 and then do the 12 and then the 15 and then I'll do the 18. No, 18 is going to be gone. It, it'll be gone yeah. within 20 minutes. And I would class that as one of the people that you would meet 
at Whiskey Fest. Yes, if you super have... <laughs> overstimulated, freaking out on a cell phone. Yes, running on rumors. Yes. Uh, <laughs> of like rare Japanese whiskey. Yes, and trying yes. to get some sort of inside scoop. Who's man? Are you, are you describing me right who now? Who sent you an extremely <laughs> elaborate group email before two weeks before the actual event, detailing uh, which booths we were going to be hitting, what time we were meeting, um, and um, basically a, a, a spreadsheet of of all the different uh, you know rules that we had to follow. Now, I haven't done a lot of whiskey fest, <laughs> so that might not be a type of person that you meet at a whiskey fest. <laughs> But it's a type of person that I occasionally go to Whiskey Fest with. Yes, yes. Occasionally. occasionally. One but that is pro tip. My pro yes. tip would be, you can't possibly drink all of the whiskeys there, but you can try. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I, I agree. You can definitely, that's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess mine would be to, um, to eat to eat but, and that's that <laughs> always catches up with me now you don't so some whiskey fests will have lots of food around um sometimes it'll be in the basement or off to the side and it's usually something pretty hearty but it's usually crap so i would say eat ahead of time and then if it's a good sort of whiskey festival they might have little snacks like here and there like uh in toronto spirit of toronto actually had uh pretty good they had a couple different food stations all over the place with stuff you could just grab which is really smart most most of the time i've seen that they just do like a buffet like of something pretty heavy um but then that means that you're taking sort of a chunk of time away from drinking which actually is probably not is not a bad idea um but I would definitely say eat at the beginning of the night and pace yourself slightly. So, so can I just, I, I definitely have, like, with the exception of uh, Spirit of Toronto, where they do have the food in the middle, where I can grab some food on the way to someplace, yeah. I've never eaten at a whiskey event beyond that. Yeah. No, no time. No time. Yeah. So eat before. Finish drink. Eat before. Eat before. A nice before. substantial, yeah. like eat like a whole pizza. It'll be great. <laughs> You'll feel yeah. great. You'll feel great when you're full of whiskey and pizza by 11 p.m. You'll really want to go home, which is good because you probably should go home by 11. If you've been drinking whiskey for like four straight hours, then 11 p.m. is probably a good bedtime for you. Unless there's an after party. Spirit of Toronto this year uh, was just in front of the the Pacquiao Mayweather flight. And, oh, that's uh, right. And so you filled up on food, and then you had a bunch of whiskey, and then I sat down and, and watched this fight. It was just like not feeling well feeling great for a bit and then just like feeling sleepy and annoyed <laughs> yeah the uh the entire it just like changed the evening yeah very late and very aggressive yes that sounds about right yes um in terms of uh standing around uh, and getting um uh in terms of like etiquette wise um i know mark likes to plant himself um at the at the head of the table next to whoever it is is pouring and that's his strategy for like getting multiple pours at one table. I don't know if that's proper etiquette or if it's just like a Mark Bylock thing. <laughs> uh, Mark's also somebody, right? Oh yeah. So it's like, like that's, that's why I go that to. I wouldn't that, necessarily why do you think do. I hang out with him, Glenn? <laughs> <laughs> it's not for his charming personality. <laughs> I like his dog. Jeez. <laughs> oh, uh, that's true. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, like the shocking thing for me going to to whiskey fest occasionally is like whiskey is super fun and it's been having a moment for a bit uh but in my brain 
like that means that it's fun stuff for people like us to do. Mm -hmm. And I forget that there is this huge segment of people who started drinking uh, scotch whiskey, like Cuddy Sark in the seventies and are still at it today. And the amount of like guys in white men in packs in like 55 plus sort of wandering around these rooms is like something that totally caught me off guard. Mm hmm. Uh, yeah. And they, I think, frown on line jumping and second pours and that sort of thing. Yeah. So I'd say do that as much as you can, unless one <laughs> of those people is your boss. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, I mean, the lines are interesting. You're almost never, you're never, almost never well off going into an already crowded booth because yeah. you're, you're not, you know, unless like, again, it's early in the night and there might be something special poured there. Uh, you're almost better off going to the booths that aren't as busy, but they may also have something underneath the table. So if you talk to them a little bit, um, you know, do a little bit of research if you can uh, on some of the lesser known ones and just kind of, you know, be like, oh, I hear you're, you know, you did something that was sherry finished. That's unusual for, for your distillery. They may have it underneath the table. So I, I say like, you know, early on, because uh, I've been going to whiskey events for, you know, many, many years. And, and early on, I just I just started talking to, to the people pouring whiskey and just asked them not questions about general questions, but very specific questions about their products. They're like, okay, you know something a little bit about us. If they had something, they would they would pour something else. And I always, always, always learn something as well. Hey, Mark, you know how you get you get emails from Buffalo Trace when you start spreading rumors on the internet? <laughs> <laughs> You're uh-huh. about to get a bunch of emails from people working booths. Well, I was gonna. I was actually gonna say I've worked. Uh, I've worked booths at whiskey festivals, um, and I don't necessarily disagree with that. Like, uh, as long as you sort of remain inconspicuous, and you can sort of, as long as you can uh, pay attention to if the person starts getting slammed, uh, excusing yourself or saying like, "Okay, you're, you're busy. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. You know, thanks for the pour or whatever. Thanks for the chat," um, and sort of sneak away that's fine it's i think it's uh when you have somebody that it has that and like i i had somebody once who was like super entitled to um my time and the space like and he just sort of like hunkered down and like was firing questions at me um and i was you know giving him pours and and i was talking to him and he had been there for a good like 15 minutes like I'm not this was not a this was not a fast sort of thing he didn't like Mark always sort of tucks himself around the corner and if someone comes up or approaches like he'll stop talking to the person and and let them do their thing and then if there's you know a little lag and then um you know it's just like a natural sort of conversational thing but this guy just would not um would not let up on me and so he had a lineup for him behind him and I sort of and the guy sort of behind him was like uh there's you know sir and he's like no i'm taking my time and i was like whoa oh, wow. <laughs> so wow. um as long as you're able to be un sort of not cumbersome to the person who's pouring i think you know the people are there to pour drinks because they like what they do and they know their stuff and in theory and um that's what they're there for uh, but as soon as you become sort of cumbersome to them or you sort of notice that they are trying to do something else or whatever, then letting them off the hook is probably the best thing you can do. So, um, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's great. Yeah, that's a great advice. Yeah. Don't, be, so, don't be that guy. Well, no, that's really interesting, though. So, I mean, I think that, like, when I was at Spirit of Toronto with all y'all, 
that is definitely two types of people that I mm. witnessed was the uncomfortable person trapped at a pouring stall uh, and is probably there for the money and just wants to go home and mm. watch dirty dancing. Uh-huh. Uh, Are you talking then, about me? <laughs> well, you were pouring, but so maybe not dirty dancing, maybe footloose. I don't know. <laughs> uh, and then uh, on the other side of the booth, the person who's like, totally haunting uh like the other side of that booth just reciting again crazy internet rumors and mm-hmm. uh and taking up time and and sort of getting in the way of an overall efficient running of things like i think that's yeah that's definitely someone that you will see at at any whiskey fest yeah agreed who else so, do we so see? don't be the latter yes as a courtesy to the former yes mm-hmm. agreed mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's, I mean, we're all, everyone's just there to have a good time. And, and you know, you do sort of want to get as geeky uh, as, as you can. Um, but, uh, you know, sort of, it, yeah, I, I think that everybody else is there to pretty much get geeky too. And so um, don't forget that you can geek out with your fellow whiskey people as well as the people pouring behind the booth or the, the brand ambassadors. It's always kind of fun to run into somebody and meet someone new and have a, a conversation about, you know, whiskey sort of that way and, and not just depend on, you know, the people that are pouring or the, you know, the reps that are there um, and just sort of, you know, strike up a conversation with whoever you're standing next to. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, we, we, you know, we're all waiting in line sometimes for a pour, and it's good to start a conversation. You'll learn something new. Um, you definitely do. I, I, I've met, you know, people that are just, like, uh, part of websites, message boards, everything else. Like, there's there's a lot of knowledge about whiskey, and then you never know who you're standing behind, mm-hmm. and they might have, uh, you know, they might be a whiskey writer. They might be, you know, some you may have a gigantic whiskey collection at, collection at home. Like, you'll always hear interesting stories. As we say, whiskey people are generally pretty cool, mm-hmm. and uh, it's always good to chat uh, with people around you. The way that you described Whiskey Fest, Jamie, makes it... I don't think I've made this connection before. It's essentially Comic-Con, but for whiskey. Yes. It's like a (laughs) drunk Comic-Con. Yeah. Yeah. Short of cosplay. What? No. People wear kilts. Yes. That's Scotch cosplay. Yeah. It's Comic-Con. So It's Comic-Con. It is. uh, Tyler, if you're worried about etiquette, just look up a Comic-Con etiquette piece. I'm sure there are like eight trillion out there. Uh, And just abide. Yeah. Tyler, I hope we helped. I hope that I hope we said something, at least one useful thing. Um, and we hope you have the best time. It's going to be fun no matter what. It's just, you know, it's great and be safe. And um, yeah, now I want to go to a whiskey fest. Ugh, January over yet, guys? I know. It's just, <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's just Russian dash cam videos for the next... <laughs> 25 days. <laughs> I got an email or a text message this morning from somebody asking if I wanted to go to this super exclusive beer tasting. And I was like, uh, <laughs> just weeping. But the thing is, is I don't have any cravings. Like, I'm fine. Like, I'm doing fine. It's just I feel like I'm missing out. Yeah, this is almost a boring experiment as in like, ah, there's not much difference. And, oh, I miss out on a little bit of fun. And... Um, you know, I, I'm going, you know, I'm going out, uh, well, not me drinking, we're going out on, uh, in a couple of days and it'll be interesting being the sober one in the group. I've done that before too. And it's like, it's just, you know, it's just a little less fun. Um, 
because the sense of humor gets sillier and sillier by like, you know, 1 a.m. You don't even know what people are saying anymore. You're like, I'm not at your speak level, whatever that <laughs> drunken speak dialect is. I'm just not there. I, I, don't, I don't know what you're saying. We could see how many drunk guys we could fit into your, uh, into your little coop. <laughs> <laughs> only three plus the driver. <laughs> there are only, only four seatbelts. <laughs> oh, man. I got a bottle of Woodford for Christmas from Mrs. Folks, and it did not taste like bananas, which was kind of neat. What? Oh, no way. What? It was like the one that got through. I don't know. It was the first thing that I did. It was just like, thanks. I riff on this whiskey all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Check this. Let me, we're doing testing, QC on our end. Like, does it taste like bananas? And it's like, I didn't have, have proper glassware there but none of my notes came back bananas wow do you, you still have the bottle I, I right believe. uh it's up in uh on the north shore of lake huron oh so then no <laughs> we'd have to run away for that but no i would i'd be so curious to try it i was gonna say maybe my uh maybe my uh note at the woodford reserve uh booth in kentucky asking them about the uh Quality control for Canadian Woodford. Maybe it helps. Hundred percent, hundred percent. You changed, you changed the world for us, Mark. Oh, Glenn it's... and I at that booth. That that would be a. Oh my god. If we had recorded our time spent at that booth, it would be it would be one of those. Don't be these people. Just just don't right. do that. Yeah. Don't. Wait, yeah. Wait, where was that? Was that that at the? At the at the Wednesday event at the uh, gala at the. Where, where all the where, where you had a lot of fun meeting all the master distillers. Oh, right. This was during Bourbon Week, right? In yeah. Kentucky. Yes. Uh, Which is yeah. you know pretty much like heaven. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and still, I managed to find something to fuss about. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. So that was that was a. I mean, maybe that's the greatest gift of all. A bottle of Woodford that doesn't taste like bananas. So many <laughs> thanks to, to Pat and Carmela. I really appreciate that. Well, for, for New Year's, uh, somebody brought in uh, Tennessee honey. Honey to Tennessee? What's it, was, it called? It was uh, Tennessee Fire, wasn't it? Tennessee it was, I think Fire. That's what it's called. Jack Daniels, Tennessee Fire. Well, I saw it on the table and I immediately picked it up and I was like, what is this? What, yeah, what I is immediately this, Mark? attacked Mark. I was just like, so they just <sighs> drop these things off of your house now and expect you to drink them? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that that was good. I'm, I'm I didn't realize that. Um, it's true though. Both of both of you are like, what's going on, Mark? What, what's what's you happening? Yeah, questions, Mark. Um, I'm like, I don't know. People bring stuff. I put it on the table. Next time, I'll be like, oh, I'll put this in a special place, and just like clunk, 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 rip Chuck open it out down the, the sink. Doop, 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 doop. Have that awkward one minute and a half that it takes for all the booze to pour out of it. I'm like, okay, thank you so much. Here's the bottle. Please recycle. So funny. So uh, so it's still there at your place, unopened? Well, funny. I think somebody did open it because somebody we, – we ended up using the cork when we're taking things and uh, the, the cork – or we lost the twist top on it. I don't know. I, it was late at night uh, in New Year's. But, um, but um, I have it in the bottom of the whiskey camera. I'm just going to pour it out. I, I was like kind of going to keep it around for a joke or for something. But I'm like, mm, I, I think I'm just going to pour it out. It's been opened. The cork's lost. I've got like – you know, it's barely sealed right now anyway. Maybe it'll taste better. I mean, I don't know if you should throw it out without a taste test, Mark. Oof. Not today, Oof. obviously. I don't know. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I think that would ruin my day. It probably would. Look, if you can if you can try all those maples from mm-hmm. from Knob Creek and then Jim Beam, then you could probably try this. 
<laughs> for for us, uh, for the sake of the listeners, I'm I think curious. You right. I'm curious to know if it's like because for me, Jack Daniels is is very banana y and 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 like full of like sugar bananas, like banana dessert, bananas Foster, and this is uh, the fire one, which I think is cinnamon. Um, so I'm really curious to know actually if it's like banana cinnamon, cinnamon banana with the. I'm, I am curious. I, I would try it. I would try it. I'm, you know. All right. All right. I'll keep it around. I'll, uh, in February, we'll, we'll, maybe that's what we'll do. Flavored whiskey uh, podcast sure. on flavored Let's do whiskey. Um, and we'll do, we um, could do it in person. You, test. me, and Glenn. And we could taste yeah, I'll all, be happy to listen all to the podcast. flavored whiskeys in the world. All the flavored whiskeys you can drink, Glenford. All right. Well, look. Well, congrats to you both on a fabulous 2015. Like, that was really amazing to see this thing come out of nowhere and become yeah. something truly exceptional i mean you're coming up on a year because uh, your first one would have been in march i guess early march yeah yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. and Thanks, thank Glenn. you yeah. no it's uh really neat it, what you should do is uh is listen to that first episode again together at some point in february oh, with uh, a glass of bad whiskey <laughs> <laughs> look at how far you're you've right. come you're right yeah, that's a great idea actually maybe that's a good idea for a video me and Mark drinking bad whiskey listening to our very first podcast <laughs> yeah it'll be like but, the Nick Offerman thing but you'll be listening to your right. podcast yeah the exactly two of you for 45 we'll just minutes record ourselves listening to <laughs> sitting in a wingback chair in front of a fireplace listening to your podcast <laughs> That's, that's awesome. awesome well and thank you for being a big part of it glenn you've been like so great to come back on so many times and and we always have a laugh with you and um yeah it's great to have a a friend that we can count on to to just like come on and set the record straight because <laughs> that's what you do <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if i do set any records straight <laughs> usually i'm uh, just purveying misinformation but but i'll take it <laughs> credibility that's my middle name that's right that's right that's great well oh, thanks right, guys. guys thanks as thanks, always thanks guys thanks Glenn. thanks jamie yeah happy new year happy new year, happy new year. Happy new year.